This is the fourth Sunday in a row where we've had a major feast on the Sunday. It happens every year. We had Ascension, followed by Pentecost. Last week was the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. And today we celebrate the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And there's a common theme in our readings that comes out in the first reading, second reading, and the gospel that we just heard. And it's the concept or the idea of sacrifice, of making an offering to God. Moses did that, and many of the people in the Old Testament did that by slaughtering goats and, and lambs. And Jesus, of course, in our gospel at the Last Supper, offers his body and blood. The concept of sacrifice is essential to Judeo-Christian life, making an offering to God. And the principal reason why people offer sacrifice to God was the idea of vicarious redemption. What does that mean? It means that the blood of that animal that was being shed satisfies the burden of our sin that we have accumulated in God's eyes. Again, the atonement for our sins would work by shedding the blood of an animal who was the sacrificial lamb for us. And the shedding of that animal's blood satisfied the burden of our sins that we had accumulated in God's eyes. And that's an exact description of the sacrifice that Moses offers in the first reading today as they seal their covenant with God. And it forms the basis of all the other sacrifices of the Old Testament for centuries even. So day after day, in the temple in Jerusalem, sacrifices were offered to God. Again, that, that's a lot of blood, literally spilling all throughout the temple area. It can be hard for us to fathom how many lambs and goats were sacrificed and slaughtered, especially on major feast days like Passover. You would probably think there would be tens of thousands of lambs at the same time being slaughtered and offered to God in the evening twilight. Think of the visual impression that would have left on the mind that saw those things. Again, it's, it's rather graphic for us to think about. Think of the impression that that would have made on anyone who would have walked by and seen it. It would have probably left the impression and shown very clearly the reality of sin. We say that the wages of sin is death. And it would also have shown whoever saw those sacrifices the need for atonement and redemption in our, in our hearts and in our lives. But I think it would have also shown, again, seeing tens of thousands of goats and, and lambs being slaughtered, how inadequate those offerings are. Again, all of this blood being shed, and yet we, we still sin, we still need God's mercy, and we still need his help. Anyone walking by that might have said to themselves, if this really works, if these sacrifices are really doing something, why do we keep need to be making them day after day, year after year, as the letter to the Hebrews uh, articulated to us? And for us, certainly, knowing what Christ would later do, we can look at those sacrifices of the Old Testament and think, if the blood of lambs was able to do a little bit, to help the people of God, how much more does the blood of Jesus Christ himself do for us? How much more does it bring about 
compared to the blood of goats and lambs. Brothers and sisters, the sacrifice of Calvary is that sacrifice. It was the one singular sacrifice offered once and for all for our salvation. All of those sacrifices of the Old Testament, all those goats and lambs, reached their fulfillment at Calvary when Jesus offered himself. Again, it's Christ's blood, the true Lamb of God, that vicariously redeems us. His blood that was shed satisfies the burden of our sins, those past, those present, and future We are forever redeemed through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. He is the Lamb of all lambs. But that event, depicted in the crucifix, happened 2,000 years ago. And time and distance can make that event seem a little bit remote to us mere mortals. God did not want us to forget that event he did not want it to, be, to, be, to, to leave it from our memory. And so that is why God gave us the Mass. And why God gave us the Holy Eucharist. It is the way in which we represent that sacrifice of Calvary in our own day. It makes Calvary present. We are able to behold that sacrifice Once again, that once and for all sacrifice, that one seminal event is made present for us on the altar every time we go to Holy Mass. The Eucharist is the source and the summit of the entire Christian life. It is a privileged moment of encounter with God himself, the God of the universe. This is the beautiful mystery that we celebrate today. The Solemnity of Corpus Christi. The Eucharist defines us as Catholics. It is the most blessed of all sacraments. It is the bread of angels. The bread from heaven. That's how important Mass is for us. And so we might be thinking to ourselves, why do we need to keep going to Mass each and every week? And certainly our Catholic faith is maybe more stringent than other Uh, Religious denominations in this area of the requirement and the necessity for us to go to Holy Mass. We need to go each week, brothers and sisters, because in our human weakness, we arrive to Mass weighed down by distractions and by sins. And so what we, as human beings, are able to take from the Mass is limited each week by our weaknesses, by our sins, by our distractions sometimes. The analogy I like to use is if you were trying to go to Niagara Falls and catch all of the water. It's a rather impossible task to do. Some days, you know, we, we, we might bring a bathtub. You could get a decent amount of water. Other days, you know, we, we bring a Dixie cup. There's so much more for us to discover each time we go. And so we need the Mass to be reminded of our need for atonement and the reality of sin in our lives. But also we need the Mass To be reminded of God's infinite love for us, his children. So when the church says it's a mortal sin not to go to Mass, it's not because she's trying to be difficult and ruin our Sunday mornings and by extension our Saturday nights because we probably can't stay out as late. No, it's the church acknowledging the fact of what we would be missing if we were to stay away 
And especially, I think this is important for us today. We live in a society that denies the reality of sin. We need this idea of atonement more than ever that we receive from Holy Mass. But I think talking about the importance of Mass in the Eucharist, brothers and sisters, highlights how difficult it was for us last year. And we had to go without it for a time. It was an extraordinary circumstance, sure. Not an easy decision, but we were without the Eucharist and without the ability to go to public Masses for a brief time last year, brothers and sisters. But I dare say that now is the time to return to Mass. Archbishop Rosansky is going to be reinstating the obligation for us to go to Mass every Sunday beginning July 1st. Restaurants are full. Bush Stadium is full. Even though the Cardinals are hemorrhaging players to injuries and the product on the field hasn't been very good in the last week, people are still going to go. The Muni's going to be open. People have been traveling for spring break and for summer vacation. Now is the time to return to Holy Mass. If we can do those things, and we absolutely should, we can absolutely return here. It's been beautiful to see, at least from the pulpit, during my 10 months here at Incarnate, the crowd gradually get a little bigger since I've been here. And hearing from so many of you, that Father, yeah, this is my first time back, and seeing the smile on your face, and how wonderful and beautiful that is, and it's, it warms my heart so much. But we also know that there are others who have not come back. Some are still immunocompromised, and again, if, you, if you're sick, don't go, that you were never obliged to in the first place. But there are others who probably just have fallen away. It's become a habit now just to have a Sunday morning at home, not here. And there's only so much that we at the pulpit can do about that. We need you. We need all of you to help invite those back to Mass who are still away. To invite them to come back to the source and the summit of the Christian life. We need you to invite family and friends back here to Calvary, to that place of privileged encounter. I want to particularly, again, commend and encourage our younger families too, especially those with young kids. It can be a bit of a sacrifice to come to Mass with young kids, especially with crying babies. But as I say this, if kids aren't crying, the church is dying. Bring them. Bring them. What a better, what, what could be better, what could be a better way to show the importance of Holy Mass and to bring our children and our families here to this place? So brothers and sisters, on this feast of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, may we never be neglectful of our obligation to worship God and our need for the graces that flow from Holy Mass. May the Eucharist be the source and the summit of our lives as Catholics so that the redemption won by Christ might bear fruit in our hearts and in our lives.